What warms my heart is to have in for this entire hour Chris Green, who is one of my favorite musicians, who is... uh... All right, how have the last two years been for you? You're a working musician, Chris. I am. Um, You know... Silver lining. I, I'm trying to. I try to see the silver lining in a lot of things. So yeah, you have to. So the obviously the shutdown and everything was definitely unfortunate and devastating to the scene and everything else. But for me, I, I'm so I walk around so with with, um, with my phone all the time. I'm always checking my phone. Um, I've got a list or a, a playlist of like every time I'll be listening in the car, listening to a song. I'm like, oh, that's something I need to work on. That's something that I need. I need to work on. I need to learn that solo. I need to learn that song. And so, you know, you walk around. You're like, man, you know, if I only had the time to work on that stuff, I would be an incredible musician. And so then, <laughs> the universe steps in. Well, you're you're an incredible musician but, now. But you thank say, you. You'd be even better. Well, thank you. Saying. Well, yeah. Oh, there's just there's all that you know. All, there's all that stuff that you play and that stuff that you really want to play yeah it's like that stuff man you know that stuff that i really want to play man if i had time to just slow down i could really work on this stuff i'd be ah, man i'd be awesome and then it's like universe steps in everything shuts down you're like okay jerk here you go here's the time to work on all that stuff now you, said you play a lot in, but you play mostly uh with your quartet primarily uh, yeah primarily yeah. with your quartet and all of you in past interviews uh, that we've had, you're all very, very steeped in almost the history of music of all kinds, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah, you, you know, like, we, like we've talked about before. I mean, I, you know, I, I was that before I became a jazz musician, I was that kid that would watch hours and hours of MTV. So while waiting for the next Prince or Michael Jackson video to come on, I would hear all this other great stuff, and then I eventually get to jazz, and rather than you know throw that other stuff away i'm like you know let's let's bring all that stuff in you thought as a kid you thought you thought of jazz as old man's music didn't you uh it it, it, yes very very much so (laughs) Uh, much to the dismay of all my band directors who were trying like you play the saxophone check out this stuff and i'm like "Ah." how did you start playing the saxophone how did that come to be really um the guy comes or the guy comes to town from the local music store and lets the kids try the instruments you know you try the trombone music man music man you try the you know you get to hit the snare drum you get to you know Clash the cymbals Where together. Living? Where'd you grow up? Still in the Evanston. Evanston, still, still okay. raised. So some guy comes in with a bunch of instruments, bunch of instruments and you pick up. up a saxophone. Yeah, and this, of course, this is way before uh, COVID, so nobody cared about like oh, right. trying you're a, instruments. You're a kid, and, you know, you're a kid. sharing yeah. germs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, so we're, so we're you know we're trying instruments. And really, the funny thing is, I actually didn't even really try the saxophone. I just, I actually, I tried the trombone, and I thought that was cool. But I think I told my parents, you know, the saxophone looks cooler. You know, it, it looks like a cooler instrument. It, you know, How old were you? Uh, ten. Ten, ten, uh, ten. Ten years old. You were, as big, you were probably as big as a saxophone. Yeah, it was, it was just barely bigger than or smaller than me. Were, were but, your parents just trying to expose you to different things um, musically, or did they have a, a musical background at all? N- you know, they were not musicians, but they had an incredible record collection. Uh-huh. Like, my, like my mother was big. Mother's still big in the Motown stuff, and my dad's was like disco and soul and funk and stuff. And so I, I heard all that stuff growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they had a few jazz albums, more like soul jazzy, like late sixties Blue Note, Lou Donaldson kind of stuff. You know, which I I, I still love that stuff to this day. But not a lot of not a lot of you know traditional jazz stuff. I had to kind of get to that on my own. Well, back to the picking up the saxophone. You said, "Wow, this looks cooler than the trombone." Right. 
And did you start to take lessons then? Took lessons. Uh, <laughs> took lessons with a guy by the name yeah. of Mr. Altasino was his name. Great guy. Got it, was a, one of those guys that played all the instruments and knew just enough about saxophone to get me started, and you know, so, so I could pick up on my own. And then took a lesson. Took lessons with another guy named Hyman Savitt um, in Skokie. Took lessons with him throughout high school. Uh, did you play in any bands in high school? Played in you know, played in all the marching bands and all the you know concert bands, and and even played in jazz band. And I loved it, and and you know, would my would. Take, you know, my attempt at improvising was 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 pretty awesome for a for a fourteen year old that did not listen to jazz, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, just... I was it was more more I had more nerve probably than actual skill, but it was it was fun. But once like my band directors really started to intervene, it's like you know you you're pretty good, but you, if you really started listening to this stuff, you would actually be a lot better. It was indeed it was indeed John Coltrane who who that was the guy, yeah. Which which again. My parents had one album. I don't know if we talked about this, but my parents had one Coltrane album. The one Coltrane album they had was called Ohm, which is this pretty much this the late period, really avant garde stuff, which I've really grown to appreciate that stuff, like the really wild stuff. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is really, really cool. But this particular album of Ohm, I maintain, is the worst album he's ever made. <laughs> it's I I will stand I will stand on that one. And yet it inspired you. Yet it inspired you. It it, it, it well I, I I hated the album, and so my band director was like, "Check out Coltrane." I'm like, "I've already checked out Coltrane. This is horrible. He's terrible." And he's like, "No, no, no. Go go earlier. Go to the '50s and check this out." So, he, he, when did you start to think? When did you start to think that this is? I mean, obviously, when you're in high school, you're mm-hmm. not 10 years old anymore, right? When did you start to think, well, maybe I can do this? It, it maybe not as a living, but when does it change from? Oh, I'm in a band in high school, and now I'm going to go like make a living and do something else. I mean, what was that transition like? Two two important things. So, first thing that happens is actually again the teachers intervene. My uh, or not? He actually wasn't my teacher. He was the orchestra orchestra director, but he was also the music theory teacher. He grabs me and you know after one concert, he's like, "Come to my office," and I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble." He's like, "Come to my office." All right. You're going to take my music materials and music class, which is the music theory class. You're going to take that next year, right? I was like, well, um, why? Why should I do something like that? Right. Well, I was like, does it satisfy my arts credit? He's like, yep. I was like, okay, sign me up. I was like, yep, as long as I get credit for it. Do you I'm, think, I'm looking good. back, do you think he recognized something in you? He knew something. He he, he saw. He saw something. It's, it, it, it's one of those things where people can see the thing. You don't you don't see it, but they see it, yeah. and, and they kind of gently nudge you were that your way. Parents, were your parents supportive of your interest in music? They were. Um, if anything, the, the my mother always, she likes to remind me that... Um, you know, you wanted to you wanted to quit uh, four 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 months after you started playing, and I I was the one that made you stick with it. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're right, you're right. But uh, but the other thing, so that that happened, and so I took music theory, and that was great because it, you know, it'd be you as a kid or when you're playing music initially you're looking at just notes on the page but with um, music theory you you start to hear you got to get get into the science behind it like you start analyzing he had us he had us analyzing like classical pieces and things and then huh. dropping the needle in the middle of this piece and you know tell me about this piece and what how it's developing this and what piece is this and you know so all you know this is like blowing my mind stuff like again old going back to old man music i'm like you know this classical stuff. I'm like, ah, this stuff is this stuff is a drag. But this now, is like old dead people, right? Music. Yeah, ah, this stuff is a drag. But then you start really like taking it apart, 
and you're like, man, this is this some of this is really really cool. So you got totally hooked when yeah. you were in high school. Yeah. When you decided, did you go to college? Well, yeah. I, I so before that, so the other thing that happened was uh, the the band director who who told me to check out Coltrane was like, okay, here check out, or go to the library tonight and check out my favorite things. And you'll I, yeah. if you don't like that, then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> and then I would go to the library, check it out. I'm like, this is absolutely incredible this is the some of the greatest stuff ever and then then it's like uh he's like you know coltrane was also famous for playing with the miles davis quintet and he played on some recording called kind of blue and i'm like all right so what's should i check out this kind of blue and finally he's like yes yes you should go get this album did you get an a in music I did get an. I got an A in music. I I, I was terrible at math, but I I got an A and I got I got A's in English and and music. So right, yes. we have taken Chris Green of the Chris Green Quartet and Chris Green with an E Jazz dot com. Uh, we got him here the whole hour, so we've taken him up to high school. Now we're going to talk to him after a commercial break about college and what. I I don't know. I mean, I I must have known at one point, Chris, but I forgot. And that's that's what COVID, the two-year COVID pandemic has done to me. We will take a little break. We're going to hear some of Chris's uh, music off of a terrific CD called Play Space 2, Play Harder, uh, thanks to Krista Flores, who is the musician wonder of this very show. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to me, Rick Kogan, and the show is After Hours, and my guest for this entire hour is Chris Green. That's Chris Green Jazz, green with an E at the end, jazz.com. We've got him out of high school. Now, where'd you go to college, and what did you decide to do in college? You were hooked on music. I was, I was pretty much hooked at that point. So, uh, yeah, so I decided, um, some little backstory, so my, both my parents went to Indiana, Indiana University. They're both alums of that, and so they, for years, they tried to brainwash me, like, you know, oh, you, 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 when, yes, when, it's in Indiana, but it's still a nice place. Like yeah. Not, not, not. Where do you want to go? But when you go to Indiana, when you go, when you go, you're, you'll you have to go here. You have to go there. You have to take. If you go on a date, you have to take her here. You know, they 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 basically laid out this thing for me. I'm like, again, they're like the recruiters, right? So basically, Indiana. I'm like, eh, whatever. Okay, fine. So as it turns out. The uh, Indiana University at the time had the greatest, uh, and still has one of the greatest music programs in the country, huh. and it was headed up by this guy David Baker, who's like this legend of jazz education. Which again, I didn't know until I, I, I begrudgingly was like, "All right, let me check. You guys want me to check the school out? Fine, I'll check it out." And then I go check it out. I'm like, "Oh my God, this this legend!" No, had you decided? Had you decided at that point in the the interlude between high school and college that you wanted to study music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I figured, um, and that's an, I guess that's another thing. So when I was in when I was in high school, I started playing with I started actually playing out with bands outside of schools. Like you know, people you know, I started getting serious about playing, and so people were like adults were asking me to like jam with them, huh. and so I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there's something where like. Again, people don't people. I don't. I'm you know tunnel vision uh, teenager, but I'm like, oh wow, there must be something to it. These people are want me to play with them, so maybe maybe I must be better than I think. I right. Am. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, well maybe if I if I actually because maybe if I I don't really know what I'm doing, I'm kind of operating purely on instinct. But maybe if I start to get better and start knowing what I'm doing, maybe just maybe I'll I'll be something. And so there and so that's when I went to Indiana in, in Indiana University. 
Major, you majored in music. Majored in uh, in uh, jazz studies. There and uh, there and you your parents were happy about that. They were they were ecstatic. They're like, we see, we knew it. Well, like, I'm like, you we knew you'd do well we, in Indiana. We knew you'd do well, and we knew you. That's where you wanted to go. I'm like, yeah, but did you did you know that they had a great jazz studies program? Where you just yeah, you know, all right, but, may, or maybe you knew. Also, I don't did know. they know that the life of a musician is not exactly like the life of getting a a really nice job at a law firm? No, when you get out of school. No, and that and that's. They were still supportive. They were very supportive, and that's that's a that's a good point um, because it was. Um, I mean, I guess it was it was the the paradigm was you know you 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 play or you go to music school then you get out and get, join the workforce. But then the, this was kind of before like the in, you know, the internet, the advent of the internet, and advertising your shows on the internet and websites yeah. and everything. So the whole paradigm was kind of changing fortunately i went to school at a time where like we were starting to get our own email addresses and everything so i, I was kind of like i was kind of riding that wave was like pioneer so 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 wait i don't have to stand in line to 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 send uh Audition, cards get a give someone a cd right exactly i can i can just send you an email or something and and <laughs> to a video clip of, of 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 myself playing somewhere oh okay this is great so it ended up, ended up being kind of cool when you got out of college what'd you do Kind of uh, hit the ground. Well, lived with my mom for a time. Um, hit the ground running, and kind of here in Evanston, living yeah. in Evanston, and back to the support thing. So my uh, my mother, bless her heart, thought that living with a musician was going to be like it was going to be all Duke Ellington songs and box sonatas all day long. <laughs> she didn't realize it was going to be like constant repetition of exercises and and long tones sounding like you know fall. Yeah, Jesus Christ, can't you play something else? Right, like oh my Stop god, practicing, right, play well, a song, yeah, play a song. Like oh my god, I thought I thought it was going to be you know lullabies. I'm like no, this is I, you know I, I this is going to pay off in the long run. People are going to call me. For, to, for work, I promise you, but this horrible long, sounding stuff I have to do. How long did that take for you to start getting work? Um, it, it, I think I, I started leading. I had a band of my own uh, with some guys that I went to high school with that started out, but uh, but um, really just kind of going and hanging out and, and you know going wherever I could. I, fortunately, I was just twenty one, so I didn't have to like sneak my way into like most rooms. So it was just like where were you going? Places like Andes or or. Where? Interestingly enough, I didn't really get to. I I went to I went to the Bob Shop. I don't even remember that yeah, place. Sure. So, so they had a jam session. I would go there. Uh, there was the new apartment lounge with Devon um, yeah. Freeman. Yeah. I, I, I'd yeah. gone. I went there a number of times. But interestingly enough, I didn't really start playing in jazz club. I mean, even though I was a jazz musician, and I, I played a bunch of other bands. And the band that I actually led. We didn't. We were, uh, we were we were a jazz band, but kind of more on the electric miles kind of tip. So we didn't really play a lot of jazz clubs until much later. In, uh, interesting enough, my first my first gigs at a leader were a lot at, like a lot of the more rockier um, clubs, like uh, the Elbow Room. I don't know if you remember sure, that place and sure. Martyrs, which is still around, and uh, Beat Kitchen. I used to play there a number of times. So a lot of the, my earlier gigs were actually at those places, uh, just because I knew that the stuff that I was doing at the time. Might have been a little too much for the jazz it's clubs. Straight jazz club, yeah. yeah. So this is fascinating, Chris. I, I know we've talked about this <clears throat> times. You've been on the show before, but again, I, everything that happened in the last before COVID is out of my mind. Right. Like, Chris has been nice enough to queue up something. What are we going to? I want people to hear. This is from the Chris Green Quartet off the CD Play Space Two. So, what would you like to hear for a couple minutes? So I'm, I'm going to test the patience of your wonderful audience here. Um, 
This is a That's song. Good. So I'm just gonna we're gonna we're gonna test. So this is a song called Divers, which my shout out to my bass player Mark Piani. He wrote this song and actually included a little uh, insert um, beforehand. Basically, he t- he kind of tells the story of what inspired the song. It's a crazy song. It's a really great song and a fun song to play, but it's inspired by this really innocent thing. He, like, he, he goes on a bike ride with a bunch of friends, and they stop to get some ice cream, and he's watching a family He's watching a family kind of frolic in the water, and it inspires this, t- this tune called Divers. And you're thinking, oh, it's going to be this really sweet, pastoral, nice little yes, so- but song. As you said, it's crazy. It's a crazy song, but it's a great Flores, song. If you wouldn't mind. Well, I love that. I mean, I want to read something written in Downbeat Magazine about you before this CD came out. It was of your other six studio CDs and three live CDs. Uh, Frank Aker wrote, It's been a pleasure for Chicago fans to hear Chris Green grow up before their very ears. Green has a beautiful feel and tone, and this group truly plays as one. It's the kind of music that can only be made by artists who have honed their craft together. We're going to talk about who those other artists are. That's a that's a very uh, uh, lively praise. Thank you from a, Downbeat Magazine. Super nice thing to say. Well, he's saying he obviously is a great critic. Yeah. He's obviously <laughs> a very good critic. Uh, we will get some news, and uh, then we'll return and and talk to you about the other members of the Chris Green Quartet. That's you, isn't it? That is that's me. you playing. That is that's me. you playing. Uh, Chris Green's been my guest for this whole hour. He has, uh, with his quartet, uh, who we've talked about, uh, the big thing, the, the CD release party is uh, Sunday, May 9th at 7.30. Oh, 29th. Sorry. Uh, 29th, I'm sorry. Uh, May 29th, it's a Sunday night uh, at 7.30 after this show. So you can listen to this show, and then you can go hear the Chris Green Quartet at Space. Great club in Evanston. You've got some other gigs coming up too you can go ladies and gentlemen to chris green with an e at the end of green jazz.com he's got a lovely wonderful website and you can order his cds there are many of them and you can see his upcoming schedule you're playing winner's glass jazz club right around the corner from here yep. in june you're playing uh showcase showcase in july uh that's such a venerable, wonderful room. Do you prefer? I mean, space is a great room, right? I mean, I'm sure you and the quartet don't you play in a street corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, well, I like to say, well, we used. Uh, our motto used to be, "We'll play at the opening of an envelope." You know, that, <laughs> but uh, but no, it, 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 it kind of back to what we were talking about, like, or uh, Damien was talking about, like um, adjusting to the room, like. The great thing about a week at the showcase is that we can pretty much we can go through uh, our whole repertoire and 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 we'll try not to repeat a song, you know. So we can just kind of like you know, four days you can play everything. everything you you judge, worked on. is that it's it's not like walking a tightrope. You guys know how to play and you pick your songs. And is it when you're in a club and you're on stage and you're all looking at each other for the next tune, who calls it? Usually, I mean, I'll call them. I'm usually yeah, I'm usually the one to call, or maybe Mark might start a bass line or something like. We haven't done this one in a while. Let's do this one. Um, but usually, I'm the one that calls it. But I've, I've, what I'm trying to do is minimize 
sometimes I'll talk and say, you know, today this song was inspired by my wife or whatever. But yeah. but I'm trying to bridge. I'm trying to make it more of a, an experience. So sometimes we'll we'll allude to the next song while we're playing the, the song. So we're kind of like mixing it together, and then we can kind of seamlessly flow into the next one. So that's kind of an ongoing thing. But it, but it shows how well we're we're listening to each other, which I like that. You guys, when you are playing together you've been together for such a long time what what do you aspire to as a quartet chris i know you'd like to play you know carnegie hall or something but i mean what what's a logical aspiration for you guys as a quartet that's a that's a good question um wow um i don't know like we're to write uh, to write better tunes. I don't know. That's good. That's fine. That's a, that's a good aspiration. Are you kidding? I mean, boy, you know, it, it's like the highest goal. Like back to Coltrane was like his 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 goal was like I want to I want what is he something like I want to make the world a better place. Like this real head spacey stuff, which yeah. is which is uh, you that's know a heroin addict, <laughs> right? But, but beside bringing, the point. But bringing bringing people together and all that stuff. But it really just uh, finding finding the the the. Okay, here's my goal: finding the people who dig what we're doing and building on that. You know, um, gotcha. and I think that's that's the goal. And you did. You won the you won the readers' poll in 2017, 19, yeah. 17, oh, yeah, 18, right. or nineteen, yeah. uh, which means you do have a a very serious fan base out there. Well, it, it's always great to see. Is your how old's your kid now? Ten going on thirty-five. Okay, and what's he, what's his? Did he say, "Dad, I want that saxophone"? No, you know what? He he's he's a really he he's he's got better ears than me. He's got he's got perfect pitch, which I did not have at his age. So he can. So if I can, if I'm working on an arrangement and I. Hey, if I'm have struggling with a note, I'll literally go like, "Hey, what what note is that?" And I'll sing it, and he'll be like, "It's an E, Dad." And he gets like annoyed with me, and I'm like, "Dude, if you're that annoyed, and maybe he, you should make him the band yeah, manager." Right, yeah, maybe, why don't you get over here at this piano and help me help out? Help me put this arrangement together. Like, but no, he's he's he, we've got him playing piano, and he's uh, percussion. He's really really good. And he's a really good singer too. He he's convinced himself that he. Not a good singer, but I'm like. Again, well, it's like you. It sounds like you as a kid. Yeah, you, but you, but he's really he's got a really really nice voice. And I'm like like he, he was in. The, how would you feel about him uh, pursuing a career in music? I, I would you make him go to Indiana University? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> no, you know what? I you know I don't. There, there's so many great schools around here. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. Uh, that I probably would be fine. Or if he wanted to go to Berkeley or something. But um, he, you know he's a he's a really talented guy. Uh, if he wanted to play, I would I would offer my sage wisdom and good. then well, you learned you learn lessons from your own parents and then you i said, would and hey, then i would back off my son wants to be a musician i'm happy there about that chris it's always great to see you uh chris will be at may 29th sunday night at space and go to his website because you'll find all the upcoming gigs and i'm sure this whole schedule will be even more filled yep. uh, in the coming weeks as we come out of the pandemic always great to see you yes sir good to Take, see you always man. great to listen to you too